So I'm at the urinal and I'm urinating and some white guy, he's just a white guy and he's in like a tuxedo. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? He pulls up next to me at the stall and uh, he begins to urinate. I'm still urinating. And he says, hey man, you want to meet Rick James? <laughs> and I'm like, who's this motherfucker? And we are back. We are back. With another episode of the Talk Block. That's what that's, that's what it's called. I forgot. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good one. We had this one in the roster. Yeah, I've been trying to track. I, I know this story. It's a buddy of mine, and um, I've been trying to track him down to get him to tell it to me for a while. And and we're here. And and we got it. You, you, ever, you, you ever meet anybody famous? I've met actually quite a few famous people over the years. Not to like brag, it's kind of stupid. It's usually really dumb happenstances. Like idol? Like someone that you just really were yeah. starstruck? Well, yeah, that, that's happened maybe like three times in my life. And, um, but the, the, first, the first major time that happened to me, so it was my first trip to New York, and I had been there for a few days, and it was my last, it was my very last thing I was doing before I was getting on getting into a cab to go back to the airport to come back to California and I want to go get one more slice of New York pizza and I, I walk into this pizzeria and standing in front of me a line is fucking Joey Ramone of the Ramones and rock 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 and roll high school yeah that's the one nice. and, and you know we we grew up punk rock kids we saw the Ramones we saw the Ramones 95 in 95 in San Diego and it was great experience and it was it was just I, I was like awestruck and dumbfounded and starstruck and I, I was like nervous I didn't know what to do and um, was this New York style pizza it was New York style pizza it was um in the East Village a little place on St. Mark's and Third Avenue it's long gone now it was called St. Mark's Pizza if anyone knows it yeah so he's in front of me in line and I'm working up the nerve like should I talk to him should I not talk to him what should I do what should I do like fucking Joey Ramone and reach in my pocket and I find like a piece of paper and I'm like, fuck it. I'll you're, you're going for the autograph. I'm going to go for the autograph. Cause it's a big deal. Like I'm not an autograph guy. I don't really give a fuck about most famous people. You didn't have your hello kitty autograph book. <laughs> not, not yet. With all the other celebrities yeah. that you met, you're just scrambling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had like Peter North. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't sign it with ink. though. <laughs> but so, um, I, I work up the gumption to try it. I'm like, and I, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And I say, "Hey, Joey, um, I'm a really big fan, and cannot." And that's all I get out. And he just looks at me and he goes, "Hey, man, I'm just trying to eat a piece of pizza." <laughs> he big timed you. He totally big timed me, and I was like, kind of like devastated. And I was like, and I got into the cab and went. Flew 3,000 miles back to you California. You didn't even get your pizza. I uh, probably got my pizza. You're like, and then, um, you turned around. You covered <laughs> your face with your arm. Well, I got a piece of pizza, but the only topping was my my own tears. and cr- Instead of crushed red pepper, I had my crushed dreams. No like, Parmesan. Just sprinkled on top. Salty tears. And um, when I got home and started telling all of all of my friends the story, they all went, that's so fucking cool. And it, it's funny. The story became better than having his autograph in a weird way. Yeah. Like, and then he passed away not too long after that. And I've always been like, yeah, like he denied me an autograph. <laughs> like, it's kind of a, like a weird badge of honor. It's almost more satisfying. Yeah, yeah. To was, go down that way then. Good, yeah. 
he would sit down with you and yeah, maybe you guys shared a pie and discuss philosophy and just, you know, he vented, maybe had a lot of frustration. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like, and you're like, this is not the man that I imagined. No, no. He starts just kind of, yeah. Like, no, no. Like there were no, no, no dreams were shattered in what my expectations of him. And he was kind he of really a, opened up and vented. He was kind of a smarmy punk fucker till the end. So it's kind of rad. You know, what's funny about that is that I heard that the song, the KKK took my baby away. Yes. Was about, yeah. So Johnny Ramone stole his girlfriend. Yeah. And he was devastated. And so he wanted to equate a song that embodied the most horrific, you know. So Johnny's the KKK. Yeah. But he's in a band. Like with... the most hateful, sinister organization. And, you know, like the Nazis took my baby away didn't really ring too well. Because so. it doesn't rhyme. Yeah. No. So that's what he was trying to equate to. I saw it in the documentary. That's good. Kind of sad. Yeah, but it worked. Do you have any, like, heroic celebrity encounters by any chance? You know, I used to work at this, like, shitty diner. Oh, that's right. Yep, 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 yep. I remember. And it was was interesting because it was in, like, a very prestigious high-end net worth area of Orange County. Yes. Also known as Laguna Beach. It was, yeah, I recall. And, you know, you get some celebrities in there. I remember we had a... Richie Sambora came I, in. Didn't you try to get him to play on like a four track recording or something like that? I remember some story like he came in and you were like, hey, Richie, you know, I've been doing these four track recordings and you playing guitar and you should come over and lay down some tracks or something like that just for fun. Thought no, you, that would have been good. Uh, that would have been better than I told you him. Know what, when I say that next, next time I ask you that question, you just say, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that. There we go. And then I said, what does Heather Locklear's Choney smell like? <laughs> Taste like they, now they smell like divorce and he wasn't happy about that and he, asked, smell, he asked for his check they smell like alimony actually i was working late one night it was close to closing you know when someone when you're working in a restaurant yeah. and someone comes in when you have like five minutes to oh, close you're just like this motherfucker yeah who does this guy think he is yeah well this guy turned out to be benicio del toro was he did he come in and say he'll flip you for real no <laughs> i'll flip you for real he came in he was wearing like a flop hat and he was super low profile but he was with this really young like hot dude piece of ace female (laughs) and you know he did his thing he just he was super cool and he went to pay and you know i I was doing kind of like what you were doing with with joey it's like you don't want to be that asshole hey man yeah you know so i'm like i didn't want an autograph i just i'm like debating what should i say he goes to pay his check, and I look at him, I'm like, give me the fucking keys, you cocksucker, what the fuck? And he chuckled, <laughs> and he laughed, and he gave me a $20 tip. No shit. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and he just went about his day, and super cool. And That's awesome. I was I was very happy. And then you screamed, did you see what God just did to us? I know. I should have said that. And just, like, kept <laughs> quoting him out the door. And then been like, I was going to quote you in Wolfman, but I never saw it. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> That's brutal. This is going out there. I could do this all day. I'm full of movie quotes. <laughs> well, today, as we mentioned, we have an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. And from not, an amazing guest. Yeah. Just, yeah. Mr. Christopher. My friend Chris. Yeah, yeah. Sharing his story where his celebrity encounter didn't turn out really the way he expected. No, but do they ever? Nine times out of ten, no. Yeah. This story happens uh, like in the summer of 1995. 
It was a summer of 95. So, yeah. so um, boy, this was at Barwinkles. So, Barwinkles was a club. It was like a in uh, the Long Beach Harbor. So, it was like 2nd Street and PCH. It was like across the street from Moose McGillicuddy's. It was like the hangout. Like, Moose McGillicuddy's was where you went if you wanted to pick up the Asian chicks. And Barwinkles was where you went if you wanted to pick up the Latinas. All right, well, it's kind of funny because this, this bar, this particular bar, um, we met at like a bar up the street called Live Bait, my my wife and I. So we frequented these particular bars. And on this night, I didn't want to do anything, but I was kind of talked into coming out um, with my now wife and her brother. So again, I didn't I didn't get married until '98. So we were still dating, but we were living together, and we lived in Long Beach at the Traffic Circle. So it wasn't too far for me to travel to go down to this club, which we frequented. So, And also, not to mention, there was this super hot waitress that worked at that club that was an employee of mine at a school that I worked for, a, a hot little Filipina chick. Um, so that was kind of an added bonus. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, if, you know, if I have to go, I'll go. So we go to this Bar Winkles uh, that night we went early it was called college night they had some kind of college night uh, at this point i had graduated college but i still went to college night because that's where all the poontang was <laughs> yeah, that's for sure so we go in uh, that night um, my wife was into zimas at the time she was pounding a couple of zimas we're having a good time there were a lot of dancing it was fully packed with chicks <clears throat> i was getting a little Faded. I was mixing that night. <laughs> having alcohol, little Jack Daniels, mixing stuff up. For some reason, um, there was a tattoo parlor group there, and they were like in the bar, and they were like twenty five bucks. Come over and get a tattoo, like a small tattoo on any part of your body. So after tracking my wife down, who was kind of the social butterfly. Um, bumming clove cigarettes off of <laughs> random Hispanic men in the club, yes, uh, or black men, which uh, much to my dismay. Yeah, it is going to sound racist. <laughs> you can't see the video, people, and my voice does not sound like it. But I am of African American descent. Um, so I tracked her down. I'm like, hey, you wanted to get a tattoo? And I was fading. Her brother's like, yeah, he, she wants a tattoo. And I'm like, come over here and get this tattoo. So. This is kind of funny because she now she went over there to get this tattoo and it was a heart with her name Anna and it was on her ankle and at this point I I have to go to the bathroom I haven't pissed for a long time I I go to the restroom kind of nonchalantly my wife is out there kind of sore from this tattoo hanging out with her brother I go to the bathroom so I'm at the urinal and I'm urinating and some white guy he's just a white guy and he's in like a tuxedo and I'm thinking what the fuck he pulls up next to me at the stall and uh, he gets to urinate. I'm still urinating. And he says, hey, man, you want to meet Rick James? Has this ever happened to you where you're at a bar and someone comes up to you as you're urinating and says, would you like to meet insert here? <laughs> First of all, if anyone ever said insert here to me when I'm <laughs> at the urinal, I would say I like to party. That's that's just my answer. Uh, you can see the air, air quotes oh, oh, oh. that I was making. Um, no, I've never been standing in a urinal and someone offered to introduce me to anybody in my life. I don't, I don't think. Um, introduce you to Mr. Bojangles. It's <laughs> <laughs> code word. Yeah, is it? For my it? wife's the only person that will get that. Oh, really? Is that is that like your guy's secret like foot tap, like 
you want to meet Mr. Bojangles in the song. a little dance. <laughs> a little now, song. Okay, now you realize that if this goes on, it's not just between you and your wife. <laughs> At least, I think she's totally fine with that. Because Brent listens to this, and he'll know it, too. Yeah, that's true. So a guy comes up to Chris. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. He's a very dapper gentleman. Yeah. Like wearing a suit. Yeah, he says tuxedo. Tux- probably a suit. I, I, don't, I mean, if he was wearing an actual tuxedo, I would kind of be like, dude, that he's wearing a tuxedo. But if, I, I assume he's wearing like nice slick suit, like like top of the line, something that sounds Italian. Armani. You know, something like that. Do you think anybody that would be hanging around with Rick James would be wearing like a fancy suit? Only two people come to mind. Yeah. A CPA. Yes. Or a litigator. <laughs> I'm, I'm suspecting he's probably some kind of CPA that likes to do the cocaine a little bit. So. I do cocaine. <laughs> and I'm like, who's this motherfucker? You know, he's trying to talk to me because I'm a black guy. and He's trying to talk to me about some Rick James. I'm like, no, dude, I'm cool. And he's like, no, man, really. Uh, if you want to meet Rick James, you know, you can come kick it with us. It's pretty cool. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm I'm one of Rick James's managers. I manage his money. I do these things. He's telling me. He starts to explain to me all these things that he does for Rick James financially. And he's a young guy. So at first, I'm not believing him. I think he's just drunk like I am. Second thought, I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, I'm black and I love Rick James. <laughs> and if there's an opportunity to make Rick James and meet Rick James, I'm gonna have to jump on it. So I gotta see what this dude's all about. So I kind of humor the guy. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, what's up? And he's like, yeah, I do this. I handle this money for him. And he's downstairs right now. So this this Barwinkle's place was a bar, but this this center was built over the water. So if you, if you go down to the harbor, you can see like this shopping center. I think there's even like a Trader Joe's there now. There's a Whole Foods across the street. There's water underneath and there's boat slips and shit down there. So he's like, yeah, Rick James is downstairs right now. We got his yacht here. If you want to come party on it, you know, you can come hang out. So now I have a dilemma. I'm like with this chick that I'm dating and her brother's there and I'm fucked up and she's just got a tattoo and this white kid's telling me, hey, come down and meet Rick James. You know, that's like asking me if I want to eat some chicken. So I'm like, oh, okay, fuck that. Yeah. So I I follow this, this kid. Now, if you're a black person, you should not follow white people at night when you're fucked up. Right. But I did. I think I was too fucked up. So I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. I I did not say anything to my girlfriend or her brother. I just followed this white man out of the bar, down these stairs. Next thing I know, we're going like around the building and down some secret staircase and down some elevator that didn't have a light in it. It was weird. And I was with this dude and we get to the, the bottom. Now we're like on some sidewalks that are like right next to the water. Like the water's there. And I'm like, what's up, man? You know, where are we going? At this point, I think I'm going to get raped or he's going to try to buy drugs or sell drugs or I'm going to get shot. I don't know. Is he the clan? I don't know. I'm a black person. I'm scared. So he's like, no, dude, we're going to come over here to this. Rick James is on his yacht. He has his yacht here. So I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense. There's boats around. Maybe he has a yacht. He's like, there's a yacht over here. So I'm like, okay. So we walk for, for like 10 minutes. We walk and we get to this big ass yacht. So he, dude wasn't lying. We, he walked down this ramp that was locked. He had to have a key to get in it. He opens this door, and we walk down this ramp, and it's this big-ass yacht. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go on that. What would you do? What would I do? Rick James or just, like, someone I respect? So Rick James, I'm going. But if it's, like, um, who, do I, who, who do I respect? 
Akira Kurosawa. He's dead, so no. Um, that would be really weird if someone said, do you want to come see his body? It's been decomposing. George R.R. Like, Martin. <laughs> I've never even read any of his books. Wants, he's, on a, he's on a yacht. He wants <laughs> to hang out with you. No. 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 <laughs> Nietzsche. <laughs> I like, I like these are the people you choose. Like, who do I respect? George R.R. R. Martin, who I've never mentioned to you ever in conversation. And then Nietzsche, like, like as though I'm some, like, just studious, like, like philosophy. That's all that's coming to mind That's right cool, now. that's cool. Ernest Borgnine, I'm in. <laughs> Wait, who's, who's the other guy that we said in the other podcast? Wilford Brimley, I'm in. Wilford Brimley, yay! Yeah. You want to go meet Wilford Brimley? Yeah, if you want to, he says, "I'm gonna go. Get, I'm gonna go get my diabetes checked." Gotcha. <laughs> but it sounds just like a like such a strange situation. It really does. Well, I, I'm really curious as to know. Hey, Long Beach is a very ethnically mixed town, right? Like the, the LBC. The LBC. Chances are, Chris is not the only black guy in this bar. True, but he did say it was Latino influence. Yeah, that's true. But so the white guy comes into the bar, pisses next to, in theory, the, the the only black guy in the bar, and assumes he wants to meet Rick James. I mean, what else could he really offer him? <laughs> Friendship? That's true. That's true. You, you need your taxes done because he's a CPA. <laughs> Yeah, I got it. Or you need a litigation, because <laughs> I can help you. Uh, I tell you what I would do in well, that situation. What would you do in that situation? I go for the blow. <laughs> like, you know, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Like, cookies and ass. Like, you follow the cocaine? I'd be like, all right, let's check this out and see. Let's see where that white trail heads. <laughs> the white man with white powder. Well, because you know in that situation, it's just going to be mounds. Just, on just, just a just a Tony Montana scene, just like right when you walk in. Yeah, and Rick James is snorting that like uncut, like the pure bo- shit that, where it's that, like chunky. That sweet Bolivian. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like fish scale. It's like super cocaine cocaine, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure, but I don't know in that situation because at the same time, Long Beach it's not Orange County. No, you know it's. There's Crips there. <laughs> There's one or two Crips there. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. maybe this guy. I, but they're not down at the harbor. Typically. And so now I'm feeling comfortable because there's an actual yacht there. But I yet to see Rick James. So we go on this big yacht. Um, up top, there was nothing. I saw nothing. It was just like a just a big ass boat. I had never been on a yacht before. So he's like, come over here. We're going to go down these stairs. So to put things in perspective, at this time, it's like 1030 at night maybe 10.45 when I left the bathroom after my wife had got the tattoo. She wasn't my wife then. Um, so we go down these stairs. He's like, come over here. And I didn't realize boats had like a big old underbelly place. It was like a thing. And these big yachts, I had never been on one, had had this. We go down these stairs. Next thing I know, it's like a shitload of people. It's like a party. There's a there's a grip of people. There's music playing. There's dancing everywhere you look. There's alcohol. There's like bottles of champagne. There's beers. There's fucking just ice and 
alcohol and there's people, just regular people, there's people in suits. And the one thing I remember the most is just bitches were everywhere. It's scantily clad. I've seen titties. I saw just ass, just people like in like bikinis and didn't give a fuck just dancing around. I saw people just like making out, mans grabbing other people's titties and it was crazy. So I'm like, what the fuck did I just walk into? <laughs> Next thing I know, the guy's like, come on, come on. I'm like, no, I kind of, I was like, no, dude, I kind of want to stay in this area and check some shit out for a while, you know? I'm going to get me a beer and hang out. He's like, no, dude, come over here. I'm going to take you to Rick. You know, it's cool. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, but as long as we can get back over here, we're good. So I go down. He takes me around this corner to this other room. And in this room was all like plush. It was like furry, all the seats were like furry and fluffy it was weird and it was kind of dark in there and there was like six or eight people in there but what i remember most was there was a long mirror and it was on the ground and it was a mirror like you took off a wall like a body mirror and it was like six feet long and it was just on the ground and there was all kinds of cocaine on it and and like multiple people were just snorting stuff off just sniffing shit and i was, I was tripped out because i was not into that kind of partying but I was like, okay, I know what's up, you know, but these people are hammering. He's like, hey, if you want to do a line, I'm like, no, I'm cool, man. And I walk past the mirrors and these these cocaine vampires. And at the very end of this room was this big, like, Taj Mahal looking area. And it had a bunch of pillows and a bunch of fluff and had like four chicks there and Rick James. And I'm standing there looking at fucking Rick James with rings and shit. He had rings and, oh God, he... He didn't have that nasty, greasy, nasty, you know, jerry curl that he had in later years. But his hair was pretty fucked up. And he, and he was just laying back in these pillows. And it had two girls on each side of him. And they were kind of just rubbing him and tickling him. He had a shirt that was like all buttoned open. And they were touching his chest. And he was just laid back. Obviously, he had smoked some weed or some shit. Cause, so when I materialize down there and I see that, finally get to the end of the room and I see all the plush and the Rick James and the bitches all rubbing him and stuff and the guy, who I still don't know his name, he says, hey, Ricky, man. He's like, I got my homeboy from in a club. He wanted to come meet you. <laughs> yeah, he. I'm he not just, your he, homeboy. Yeah, he's, yeah, you just met him. And he's yeah, like, I think he had to justify, like, who's this nigga here? So he had to justify who I was. So now all of a sudden, this, this, this you know, white dude that was like, straight edge type dude is all the talking talking like he's ghetto he's like this is my homeboy and then when he said my homeboy I'm like you don't even know my name dude <laughs> so he asked me my name and he's like he's like my homeboy he's like what's your name and I told him and he's like yeah this is so and so I met him upstairs you know he wanted to come meet you so this time Rick James like puts up his hand like he's God he like puts up his hand to say stop like in a stop motion now the bitch is backed up I'm like quick, and I was, and then he, and he like shuffled himself up and stood up. And he came over to me and he gave me like the soul shake that I didn't know. I pretended to know it. I like <laughs> just kind of maneuvered my hand around and and he gave me this big hug. And he's like, "What's up, my nigga?" And I'm like, "Okay, Rick James, it's all good. I came over here to your yacht. You know, this dude said I could meet you." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I appreciate you and I appreciate everything you do." And I'm like, okay, I don't know what I do, but I, that's good. You know, it's cool. I'm fucked up. I'm just here. So then he, then he's like, you stayed. You party with us. I'm like, all right. He's like, you party? I'm like, yeah, I party. Who knew that, you know, you party means do you use the illegal drugs? I had no idea. 
Do you party? <laughs> no. I like to party. I like to party. I, I, I used to. I party hard. I'm like, a, you know what? My life is like an Andrew WK song, really. Everybody should be like an Andrew WK song. <laughs> I don't even think his life is like that. No. I don't think that guy parties. He's a big fucking poser. I'm not saying that. That's, that's Cody saying that. I don't know. I think he parties hard, parties hard, parties hard. He's a fucking liar. He likes to get the party started. He's, you know, me like juices. Juices cocaine. No. He's a big, he's a big hoax. This is also like 16 years ago. Well, I'm just saying, you're spouting off Andrew WK, I and I said, think he's a big fucking I just poser. said my life is like an Andrew WK song, not my life is like Andrew WK's life. It's a song composed by a faker. <laughs> fucking Goldberg. <laughs> Whatever. Goldbrick. <laughs> fucking Goldbrick. <laughs> Goldberg is like a Jewish name. So he sits back down in the fluff, and the bitches go continue to stroke him, and, uh... I kind of back up to where the cocaine vampires were, and I'm talking to the guy, and he's like, hey, man, whatever, you want to stay as long as you want, you want to party, you know, have yourself a beer. I'm like, okay. So really what I was interested in is going back and seeing where the naked ladies were and all the craziness, and I'm still oblivious to where my girlfriend was at the time. I, I completely forgot about that. So I go back into the other room, and I double fist. I get a bottle of champagne, and I get a bottle of beer, and then... uh I'm drinking them, music's playing, I'm pumping, I'm kind of gyrating around, dancing, talking to some chicks with, you know, topless chicks, just looking at titties, talking to titties. So Rick James comes out of the cave, and he comes in, and he's like holding two girls' hands, and there's other two girls. It was weird, because they were like, everybody's moving all slowly, like it was weird, and I was like, what is happening? He's coming in here, like, in every room, like he came in a room, and everything stopped. Everybody like stopped, the music kind of turned down. And all he was doing was coming in the room. I don't know what the fuck. So the guy's coming in the room. So he sits down in that room. And the music starts up again. Everybody starts dancing. And, then, and he just starts talking. And he's telling story after story. It's a, it was, he was like a Teddy Ruxpin doll. He's like, you know, Vanilla Ice. Just like random stuff. He's like, Vanilla Ice fucked me, man. And I was like, no, he, what are you talking about? He didn't do anything to you. It, there's no. I don't even think Vanilla Ice was prominent at that time. And he's like, yeah, this kid. And he talked about... Uh, uh, he talked about James Brown. He talked about James Brown trying to imitate him. and I'm like, you're imitating James Brown. <laughs> I don't understand. So he was talking a bunch of like nonsense talk. And I think he was just fucked up on some shit. It was pretty hard. So I'm like, I listened to a couple of stories. I'm like, whatever. I drank some champagne. I talked to some bitches. And I realized at this point, you know what? I've been here for a little bit. I better get back to the club. His shit is not as cool as I thought it was going to be and these bitches are high and no one's trying to party I'm just going to go ahead and peace out so you're going to meet your idol yes not idol but someone you respect like someone that you're excited yes right yes and you meet that person and you have every expectation every hope in mind for what this person is and should be <laughs> yeah and then you're let down by their bullshit stories that would suck I would, I, would, I would be disappointed. Just like a crotchety old man. It'd be like, like, kind of how I think meeting Morrissey would be. Like someone like, like I grew up like idolizing. And I feel like if I started talking to him, I'd be like, dude, just shut up. I get it. Like, Meat I is get, murder. Yeah, seriously, dude. Like, I got it. I got it a long time ago. What else? Yeah. What else? You got? You're unlovable. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. Yeah, seriously, bro. You're like. How old are you? What? But that's what I would say. Like, I mean, I, I I don't know that. Obviously, I've never met the man. 
but I, as I get older, I hear these kind of stories, and I, I can imagine that's the feeling I would have. I don't imagine Morse being like, no, dude, come hang out. Oh, I got some great, like, cool stories that'll really entertain you, like, from the 80s. Apparently, uh-huh. Rick James stories <laughs> weren't that good. Sound like a bummer. Which you think of anyone. If you think of celebrities that probably have the best stories, he's high on that list. Upon boarding the vessel, yes. Christopher didn't get the itinerary <laughs> no, the, the, of yeah. the deck activities. I blame the first mate. Yeah. I, th- I think it's the first mate's job to make sure that, that. He, he was over on the poop deck. <laughs> right, have, you ever, have you ever been on a cruise? No, I've never been on a cruise. There's a cruise director. Okay. And they kind of let you know, you know, Mondays is when you go in. They have a uh, group yoga stretching Ooh. and Tuesdays you can go shoot clay pigeons. So, okay. Off he, the back of the boat. So, so the, you think the, the director on the, on the Rick James yacht comes in and says that. 3 p.m. We we shoot up a little bit of heroin, and at no, 8 p.m. No. We we do a little couple bumps of meth to get us going again. You're going about it completely opposite. Oh, it starts off at like two in the afternoon. Okay. They're starting with an aperitif, <laughs> you know, of uh, cocktail shots, tequila. Okay, okay. And then by 3 p.m., that's when you roll in to the cocaine. The cocaine's. Right, take gotcha. you up a notch. Gotcha. Right, got to bring it up. But then after four p.m., yeah, you're you're kind of starting to come back down, but yeah. you don't want to go back up, so they're probably going to be smoking some marijuana. The, the, he lo- he does love Mary Jane. Right, it, it's his main thing. Calm you down, All and right. then they start drinking again, going in for cycle number two. Okay, then but then the cycle two when you go for the cocaine, <laughs> yes, they mix it with the PCP. Ooh, yeah, you got to take it up a notch. I like it. And so from there, I think that's where Christopher was like they were they're on the stumbled they're, upon. They're they were coming into the PCP round of the itinerary. It's angel dust. And that didn't fare too well. Yeah. So he's like, you know, this ain't my scene anymore. Yeah. I'm out of here. Because Chris does not care for the for the drugs. When they asked him, "Do you like to party?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I like parties, like birthday parties. <laughs> like, is there a pinata here? Clowns. Yeah." <laughs> Balloon animals. I'm into that shit. I like to party hard. Yeah. It's like, is it a, yeah. Pin the tail on donkey is my favorite. <laughs> There's pinning the tail on something. He's all, yeah, there better be fucking pizza at this party or, or someone's going to get fucked up. Brownies. <laughs> exactly. Cupcakes. Exactly. So he left angry. Angry. Not angry. He left. Disappointed. Disappointed. But that turned into anger. Yeah. When he got onto the deck. The poop deck. And he went all poop. So I tried to find my man with a suit um, to find out how to get out of there. And I couldn't find him. So now I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I think I can find my way back. I'm walking around. Hey, man, you guys know how to get to the stairs where you go up. Talking to some chicks with their titties out. And I'm like, oh, go over here. <laughs> whatever. Okay, cool. So I find the staircase. I walk back up the staircase. And I walk out. And it's cold as fuck. And it's windy. And I didn't remember it being so windy. And I come out and I look around and it's just really black. You know, before when I went down there, it was kind of lighted. It wasn't that light, but it was light. Like I could see light. But at this point, it's like black and it's cold. It's windy. What the fuck? So I look and at the same time, I see the guy that brought me down there. Who's like standing on the rail of the the yacht. Um, I noticed beyond him that it's just the ocean. It's the sea. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? So I go over to him like, hey, man, 
I'm trying to go back to the club, or I got to get back to the club right now. He's like, dude, we're in the middle of the ocean. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Why are we in the middle of the ocean? I had no idea we were moving. At any point did I have any idea we were moving until I came out now and I realized this yacht is charging the sea. And I'm like, what are we doing? He's like, well, we're going down south. We're going to Mexico. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute, bro. I can't go to Mexico. He's like, we're already like Newport Beach area and we're going south. And I'm like, he said, I thought you liked the party. I'm like, bro, I like the party does not mean take me to Mexico. I have no, I have to get back. I have family. I got to go by telling them all kinds of shit. And he's like, uh, I'll see what I can do, but there's no guarantees. And at this point, I'm mad. Like, I want to kick someone's ass, but I'm on a boat that's not mine. I'm in the middle of the ocean. Whose ass can I kick? And what is that going to accomplish? So I'm trying to play it cool, but I'm pissed. And this is a time when there's no cell phones. I have no type of cell phone. I can't make any kind of call. It's interesting to point out, too, that when he got to the deck, he did notice a guy on a jet ski in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) And just thought nothing of it. Chris was really concerned about himself and getting back to to land. Yeah. Back to shore. (laughs) That would be that would be really funny if that if it didn't affect that way. It was around the same time frame. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to episode number two. Because <laughs> it's awesome. I know what you would do in what, this situation. What would, what would I do? You're not the kind of person that's gonna just be passive aggressive and no. I'm in this situation, like, you know, fuck this. I mean, this is coming from the guy that Threw Tito's Mexican pizza out a window Damn, just fun. to prove a point. I do that. So points need to be proved from time to time. In this instance, in these circumstances, yes, I believe that you would go break a champagne bottle <laughs> on the deck. Yeah. Go find the first mate, yeah. or the captain, uh-huh. and hold him to his neck yeah. and say, "Turn this boat around. Yeah, we're going to Beirut." <laughs> We're going to Newport or wherever. Whatever, yeah, Beirut or Newport. Either way. Like, you're not going to sit back. No, and just... I'm definitely not going to go. Me, on the other hand. You, I, wait, hold on. I think you would instantly try and devise a way to get off. Like, this is no, like. No, 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 no. Well, what do you think you would do? I would be four knuckles deep in some of those girls <laughs> with cocaine all over my face. <laughs> And your butt. And my butt. <laughs> I'm talking Roman style. <laughs> you, Fellini movie. You're just you're just you're just like you're just saying Mexico might be the promised land. Yeah. Okay. Like that's Shangri-La. I get it. I can't get there soon enough. I get it. Tacos, whatever. <laughs> oh, you're my all- girlfriend is back at the bar. Yeah. Well, guess what? I got four new girlfriends. <laughs> but and, and a do lot of- you take Rick James sloppy seconds? Ooh. Well, you would. Now that I think about it, I probably would turn around the boat. <laughs> Good point. The guy walks away, and he comes back like 10 minutes later, and he's like, you know what? They're a little pissed off, but they're going to turn around, you know? We're going to take you back to that port, but, you know, it's kind of fucked up. And I'm like, no, dude, it's kind of fucked up that I'm here in the middle of the sea right now without anybody trying to explain shit to me. You know, that's fucked up, not fucked up. You turn your shit around. I was going to jump in the water if I had to. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief, I could swim. So 
the boat turns around and you can see literally the boat like turning around and we're driving back and it's taking a lot it's not fast like a car i'm like we need to hurry the fuck up i'm not really paying attention to this time but i realize i've been on this thing for a while not really looking at the time we go back we get to the long beach harbor and we have to stop at like a section as far away from where the barwinkles were. we can't go back to where the barwinkles were. we have to go to this other section they just pull up and he's like, okay, man, you got to get out. I'm like, this is not where we were. He's like, this is as close as we can get. If you don't want to go to Mexico, you got to get out. So I get out and strangely enough, like two girls get off too. I They didn't ask to go back. I don't know. I don't understand. But they got off and meandered off. So I'm walking into the parking lot and there's like 20 police cars in the parking lot. Light, some of them have their lights on. Police are all out scouring the stuff. The bar looks like it's closed. I have no idea why. I'm walking from a farm. I'm like, this shit looks like it's closed. Please, somebody got shot. I'm thinking somebody must have got shot up in here. Next thing I know, I'm approaching. Here comes Anna. Oh, my God. Where were you? Oh, you're okay. What happened? I'm like, what do you mean what happened? I'm not even thinking, oh, yeah, I, I wandered off without saying anything. And I was on a boat. Nobody has any idea. But I thought it was no big deal. So she runs up and embraces me and hugs me. Here come some police officers with her brother. Uh, are you Christopher? I'm like, yes, I am. They're asking me my name, asking me all this information. I'm like, bro, I, I just went on a yacht. And they're like, you've been missing for four hours. I'm like, what are you talking about? I realize now it's like 2.30, like 2.45 in the morning. The club has since closed. Uh, my girlfriend at that time had panicked and called the police. Uh, a lot of her family was in law enforcement. Her brothers were in the Navy. So she got some people down there and they're looking, they're, they're questioning people. They're looking for me. I'm like, oh, dude, I was on a yacht with Rick James. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah, I was just, what happened was I tried to explain the story. I said, but I was, I was with Rick James. Christopher gets back. Yeah. They don't drop him off where they pick them up. No. He has to trek a little bit. Yeah. A little bit of a hike in, in Long Beach late at night. That's doesn't sound like fun. No, but to his surprise when he arrives, there's been a search party assembled for him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is refreshing. Yeah, but yeah, it is. Because these days, everyone thinks the police don't care about black people. Well, maybe they did 20 years ago. They digress. <laughs> well, or, or maybe they care about them in Long Beach. Yeah, we're more progressive. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because L.A. was really known for progressive police. <laughs> yeah, but they were just coming off the riots like a exactly. couple years before. So exactly. There were riots a couple like, years Someone's before. missing? <laughs> yeah. We better look good. We'll of, find him. We better. We, the media's here. We better look good. We looked everywhere. <laughs> All over this parking lot. I can't find him. Maybe he's <laughs> over at the Applebee's. <laughs> Turns out he was okay. Yeah, he was good. He was just Rick James. I'm surprised that his wife or girlfriend who became that was so nonchalant calm because think of it this way right yes yes. either of us is hanging out with our significant others yes and proceed to ditch them for what three hours out of nowhere in a public something like that yeah my wife's gonna be pissed yeah she's gonna beat my ass yeah and anything i tell her is gonna be like you fucking liar oh pinchy mentiroso (laughs) Tell me what happened. <laughs> why does she have an accent? I don't know. <laughs> She's like, why'd you lie to me? Yeah. Uh-uh. I swear. I swear I was with Rick James. I was with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> he was in a Zodiac. Ooh, would you? Okay. Wearing black silk underwears. <laughs>
I just had to go. Uh, I would go for Van Damme. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I know you would go for Van Damme. He's my hero. I try to explain myself, try to explain the Rick James, the titties, the fluff, everything. <laughs> Nobody believed me because I was drunk as fuck, but I wasn't on any stuff. Um, but it caused a scene and at the bar and a scene with my girlfriend, but obviously not that much of a scene because we ended up getting married. Um, but that was a story to remember. And then when I ended up seeing like the Rick James stuff on the Dave Chappelle, kind of, it was crazy because it kind of reminded me of that. And he was just like that dude. He had a bunch of fluff around him and he had a bunch of girls around him and he would wave his hand and people would stop doing stuff. And there was just people partying and drunk and high. I gotta say that by far was one of my favorite stories. Yeah, I to date. I agree. Um, so much to the point that we may have Christopher back I, on. I think we might. I think he's got a couple other tales um, to tell. Um, yeah, he's he's a good storyteller. I enjoy talking to him. I enjoy getting his stories out. We got some more in the pipeline. A lot of good people sharing stories. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to Joe Squared Podcast. Those guys are tweeting us up. They're tweeting hard. They support us in the Fuck You Jesse movement. They do. Um, fuck You Jesse. And uh, yeah. He, they tweet hard like Andrew W. If Andrew WK was to tweet, they would be tweeting like that. But they're not posers. Exactly. Because they party. So yeah, thanks thanks a lot. That's really awesome of those guys. Um, send us tweets. We're on the tweeters. Um, find us on Facebook if you'd like. You know. Write us a review on iTunes that we'd really appreciate it. We say that, but take the time. Please. Or just give me your phone and I'll write a review. <laughs> it's, 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 it may have happened before. You know, just come up to me and just be like, yo, here's my phone. Oh, you're you're Cody you're, you're Cody from Talk Block? Here's yeah. my phone. And then I swear he won't go through your search history and create a fro- fake profile to uh, catfish you. I make no guarantees. <laughs> thank oh, you. Thanks. Thank, thank you all very much again. And um, see you next time.